0: Get your feet up, it's a celebration every time we link up. Tell your mama and your auntie get to drink up. Let's go. And this is Righteous Ramblings, a podcast that's sponsored by Women Walking and New under the umbrella of Walking and New, a nonprofit organization. Hey, family. Hey, family. <laughs> we're back. We're back. <laughs> this is Rashonda. Yeah. I'm Barbara. Uh, Righteous Rambling. Yes, we are your co-hosts. <sighs> and tonight we're going to, to try to wrap up our series, of Navigating the Trauma of incest in the Black and Brown Communities, Families. I know we've been over this topic a little bit. We've uh, dug deep into it. Yeah. And there was a lot to cover. Yeah. So tonight, we just want to kind of put a cap to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we talked about ACEs. Mm-hmm. We talked about trauma. trauma. We talked about all of that. But I, I you know, we yeah. do need to kind of wrap it up with reinforcing some of these ideas mm-hmm. to get you guys to think about it and to make change. Yes. What is ACE? ACE is Adverse Childhood Experience. Adverse childhood experiences. What does that mean exactly? It's the events that occur, you know, before a child, which is the age of 18. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's the time. And are, are you saying that adverse childhood experiences impact a child's life and causes different types of experiences to incur or occur in their life as part of their experiencing trauma? Yes, trauma. Okay. All right. So are we talking about some of the examples of that of abuse, mm-hmm. which can be physical mm-hmm. or emotional mm-hmm. or sexual? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you want to dive in? Let's see. Um, when we think of trauma as a sudden. Uh, event like maybe a serious car accident or a tornado Mm -hmm. while it's true that those experiences can qualify as aces trauma is also the result of sustained periods of toxic stress over weeks months or even years okay so that's what we call the trauma of incest okay gotcha right yeah 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 and so in this topic just you know to help you listeners we, we're going to be listing out different types of ACEs or adverse childhood experiences so that we can begin to think more deeply about why this is important and why we need to have boundaries in place and why we need to think about, um, you know, protecting our children yes. a bit differently than we have in times past. Yes. Now we know about abuse, but well, we know there's At least three different types of abuse: Mm -hmm. the physical, which we know is putting hands on you. Yeah, yeah. Physical abuse, which also physical. I think physical and sexual could be almost the same too, because sexual could be physical abuse. Mm -hmm. To Mm -hmm. me, you know, um, beating your kids. Mm -hmm. um, You know, snatching on them. Yeah. You know, fighting them. Yeah, it could be physical abuse within with siblings. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. the parents letting the kids fight all the time mm-hmm. and now my mom didn't let us fight mm-hmm. except for one time <laughs> she <laughs> let us fight because I was the oldest and I, used to, I was messing with my little brother because mm-hmm. I was older than him mm-hmm. but he was starting to get bigger than me so he wouldn't fight me because I was older than him but that one last I think I did one thing too many mm-hmm. and he fought me and my mom let us fight mm-hmm. I could have <laughs> said that was physical abuse <laughs> I that physical Sounds like it was a little dramatic. <laughs> you still should <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, um, yeah. But physical abuse, you know, which we most of the time think of uh, the dads, about beating the kids or beating their mama. Mm-hmm. But physical mm-hmm. abuse could be the kids watching abuse, wow. watching abuse, watching their parents fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, getting nudged out get, the way. Yeah. Being pushed while their parents it's are fighting. fighting. Yeah. yeah. That could be physical as well. And then we have the emotional abuse. Can I just say something about physical, though? Mm Because I I have heard so many stories about women uh, dealing with sexual abuse. And um, I've heard stories of their abuser feeding them um, or buying them candy Mm -hmm. or taking them out for a dessert manipulating their mind and that in turn physically harms their body because mm-hmm. they begin to eat in a way that's not healthy. Oh, well, so yeah. yeah. So I mean that could be a bit like you said, mm-hmm. there's a cross between the physical and the emotional. Yeah. But that physical act, um, it, it it just made me think like, yeah, that could also fall in that same category, how a person is being physically treated. Um and yes. it's not always uh, a hard hit. Right. It's not, it could be starvation. It could be starvation. That's a hard yeah. hit. That's a hard, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying our abusers are so crafty. Sometimes the way that they physically abuse our body is not in a way that feels oh. bad. Oh. Food, Food, ice cream yeah. feels good. Yeah. Manipulating our bodies may feel good, but it's still physical freaking abuse. Right. Because we or children, or or whomever the uh, individuals Mm -hmm. are that are being abused, their minds are not strong enough to understand um, and process all the stuff that may be happening to their physical body. Because I know know one person in particular that would share with me how, um, you know, she had become sort of a a quote unquote, big kid. She called herself a fat kid. Mm -hmm. I didn't like that, but that's, you know, that's what she grew up. And the way she had become that, unbeknownst to her family, is because her accuser had begun to groom her with treats, mm-hmm. and so would literally give her treats while he was sexually abusing her. Wow! And so, a... yeah, so those two things mm-hmm. just you know physically harmed her body mm-hmm. and also emo- emotionally harmed right. her. Wow! So I just wanted to kind of stop and I want us to think outside of the box about yes. you know we sometimes just put hitting and right. punching and, uh, you know, um, but you're right. Starvation, Starvation yeah. overfeeding, overfeeding. Yeah. That affects our physical body and our minds, even our development, you know? Right. Yeah. So I'm sorry. You're about yeah. to talk about emotional. Yeah. Emotional, emotional abuse. That could be, I believe, name calling, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, denigrating a person. Mm. hmm Tell them they're not going to be nothing. You ain't nothing. You ain't going to be nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Or not loving on your child mm-hmm. when it's time for them to be loved. Mm-hmm. Just being mean. and Just being mean. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, withholding love mm-hmm. and care mm-hmm. and attention. Yeah. Yeah. I believe all that's emotional. Yeah. Because it's emotional. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it can be emotional abuse. Yeah. yeah I also think it's emotional if <laughs> an older man or older person is emotionally meeting the needs of a non underdeveloped kid mm-hmm. and they don't, you know, they don't even know that they're being emotionally abused. know, right. mm-hmm. I think a little bit about my mom mm-hmm. having survived, uh, incest and sexual abuse as a child at the hands of a a senior, of an older man, um, and how emotionally she always turned to men that were old enough to be her father. Mm. And I remember when I introduced her to a friend of mine, I'll never forget, his name was Donald, (laughs) Uh, and I hope maybe he won't hear this, but he was a friend of mine, my age group, That was my mother's first young boyfriend. Wow. And it's like she... But previously it was older men. All older men because emotionally her brain was set, her heart and mind and body was set to being with older men. And then at some point in life, she was in her, I guess, 40s. She had her first young boyfriend. She went back to a childhood that she never had had because of all of the emotional trauma that had been developed in her. And I mean, right. and, and I understand that, you know, she missed physical, out. Emotional and sexual. So. Yeah. Yeah. She had missed out on a childhood. Yeah. She had missed out on a lot. And from him onward, she only dated like young men, 20 yeah. years her, her senior. 20 years her senior? 20. Yeah. yeah. Young. Yeah. And, you know, until she went back. Well, he was so if he he was Donald was a little bit older. So I would say, yeah, after Donald, who was my age, and I was that was 16, 17 year difference, then it was even younger because the next guy was the age of my brother. Wow. The younger <laughs> brother. Yeah, it was one of his friends. Wow. And yeah. So awesome. yeah, she emotionally, she was just trying to find herself because mm-hmm. she had missed out on all of that. And um, and so yeah, but that's what it, it that's one of the things that makes me think of. It yeah. also makes me think of. How you are showing videos yes. to a kid. Yes. Uh, or adult content to a kid. Yeah. They they don't have And you know, that them. goes that goes to um talk about even adult movies. Yeah. Not necessarily porn. Yeah. But adult topic movies. Yes. You know, and you find people in love, rom-coms or whatever. Yeah. That are adult. The subject matter mm-hmm. dealing with emotions and love, and the boy chased the girl, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They go, they, they play games with each other, yeah, you know, love games with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be uh emotionally uh abused too to me, yeah, because they can't process that, they cannot. And there, if they are processing mm-hmm. it in any kind of way, it is not with the right number of brain cells, so they can't right. process it well, right. but it is impacting how they develop. Yes, it is. Yeah. I mean I, it makes me think that so not, I read romance novels since I could read. Mm-hmm. I was always reading the romance and the hot the prince in the castle. Mm-hmm. And he came and got the girl and he did all those things to her. Yeah, That you think I really and you find out later when you get a duct and not real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not real. <laughs> yeah, <They're> not real. <laughs> so emotionally abused by my mother. my mom let me read. <laughs> The doctor all. I did was read romance now. Yeah, me too. An explicit, what? written romance. Oh wow! Yes, I, I was a harlequin girl. Yeah, that was too like me. <laughs> I, I needed the other stuff. <laughs> yes, but that's true. You got to watch me. mom let me read that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that goes into our next topic yeah. when we talk about our parenting. parenting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We wow yeah yeah but That's emotional yeah. abuse man it's a broad and it's thing. a broad type and I feel that I've been I was affected emotionally because I was looking for those things to be true yeah looking for men to mm-hmm. be the way the, the book, said, book said. exactly no one had processed it with us no I feel you yeah and then my mama tell me she said you're not gonna find Prince trauma you gotta make them oh God <laughs> yeah. we gotta talk about parenting yes Lord <laughs> you gotta make them. I mean, there's a little bit of truth to that, but not yeah. Yet. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, I yeah. can't wait to talk about mm-hmm. our, some of our next future right. topics. But yeah, and oh. then you know, talk about emotional, sexual abuse. We yeah. yeah. you know about the sexual abuse. Yeah, the grooming, yeah. the touching, yeah, the um, you know, uh, grooming these kids to make them think that it's okay. Yeah, or touching these kids in a way that. They, it makes them feel good so their brain is not, are not functioning correctly and it's not right they know it's not right yeah but yeah but their body betrays them exactly yeah yeah so that's a sexual abuse yeah oh my gosh and we are surrounded by some of that with yeah um some people in our context now mm-hmm. and yeah it, it just grieves my heart to Think yeah. about just the impact of sexual abuse and how it is ever, ever going on. Ever, ever going right on. Right up under Your our nose. nose. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we have those eyes when we see an mm-hmm. older man in the store with a little girl. Yeah. Yeah. Frida yeah. and I were just in Goodwill mm-hmm. out in Carrollton. And there was this older man mm-hmm. um, with this younger girl. Mm. And she looked like she was about all of 15. Wow. And he looked maybe to be in his maybe late 50s. Wow. Uh, grayed out. And he comes in with this grayed girl. out. Yeah. He was an older man, honey. Mm. And he was holding her hand. They both looked just kind of, you know. Rough. Yeah. You know, and he was holding her hand. And I'm like, number one, they're two different colors. They no. from so that yeah. like, not his daughter. Right. Um, it didn't look like he was holding the hands of his adopted daughter. Right. He mm-hmm. was picking out some clothing for her. And he It wasn't an adult section, was it? It was it was dresses. It wasn't, it wasn't lingerie, okay. but it was like dresses and stuff. He was pulling stuff out, but he wouldn't let go of her hand. So Frida and I tuned in. You know how yeah. we are. Yeah. And so we kind of started following a little bit. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, you do? like we just need to see, get this girl by herself. Mm-hmm. And so he saw us mm-hmm. and then she later was over by Frida and I looking through clothing and I went up to her. Mm-hmm. I said, are you safe? I said, you know, we got a car right outside. I said, if you're in a situation that we need to rescue you from, we are happy to do that. And, um, she looked at me oh. with like, is this really happening mm-hmm. eyes? And then she was like, I'm okay. And then she skirted off to this guy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I know that there's brainwashing attack. Yeah. Number one, that was in a, a situation that should not have been. She told us that he was a boyfriend. She said, no. What? Yeah, she said, no, that's my boyfriend. I said, he's pretty old to be a boyfriend. And she just laughed. And she darted off. And so I... Turned around to freedom. I said, she said, that's her boyfriend. That's her man friend. But she's a, she's a wow. kid. But it was, you know, it's really hard to see. And you, mm-hmm. it's hard to know what to do. You get paralyzed. Yeah. I mean, I have called the police. I've chased people down. And, and they, these kids that are captured in these situations, yeah. Are so brainwashed. Yeah, they are. That they don't know what else. They're they probably don't know if they're going to uh, one situation they to another situation. Yeah. It's like this they're not even situation before. Yeah. If they got them out up Yeah, you never know. But in, it's so in front of us. Yeah. So in front of us. Yeah. It's deep. I don't know how I got on that subject, but think because of, we're talking about all of that. Yeah sexual abuse, the emotional abuse, he emotionally abused her. Yeah. Making her think that's her boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got one more story in my head. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, we lived out um, in North Georgia for a while. And one of the stories, when I used to do child uh, abuse training for parents, I used to always share this story because it happened. It was so real for me. It was me learning to exercise my voice, so mm-hmm. this is a pause. Like you hear some of that too. You watched the child safety protection training? Yeah, a little bit story you're saying. What you give to the parents? Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah I'll, I'll try to recall some of that. But the one story that I can remember because I was trying to develop my voice, like what do you do when you see stuff happening? Mm-hmm. Even your your spirit, your your intuition, your body tells you something's not right. You know, or the kids are acting different. Something is not right. We right. we we have these antennas. God we built them inside of us um, to help us to know how to fight or fight when By things attack. happen. Mm-hmm. Our body. Yeah. So I was in the Mall of Georgia. I got two Mall of Georgia stories. One, there was um, there was a family. It was a family of five. There were two little boys. Um, mother and two men. Mm-hmm. So I thought mother, father, and maybe a an uncle or a friend, and two little boys. And we were uh, walking through the sports store, and my my eyes. I'm I'm pretty paranoid about stuff like that anyway because of my own experience. But my eyes are always looking like if a grown up is much more comfortable engaging around children, my antennas go up Yeah. because you're an adult. Why are you laying in the bed with, why are you running around tickling and playing? There's balance in that, but there's something that happens in our antenna and our intuition and our discernment that says something right. So I'm watching this family go through the store while I'm shopping too. Things caught my eye. The one thing that stuck with me was this man was coming up behind the boys. They were smaller boys, like five, seven, yeah. Yeah. coming up behind them and kind of tickling them, poking at them. Yeah. And the parents were busy shopping. They were all together. So oh all the yeah, mom and the daddy. Yeah. So he was a turned out he was, I'll tell you the story, he was mm-hmm. an uncle. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know who he was. I knew he was with them, but I didn't know who he was. So we're going through the store, going through the store, the man tickled a boy and uh yeah, tickle the boy. And I watched the boy's expression. Mm-hmm. They weren't pleased. Oh, they weren't like he playing with uncle. That one, The older boy jerked away and he went and stood by his dad and walked. Wow. The younger boy pulled away, um, but he's a kid. He giggled, but he pulled away. Right. So the man just kept pursuing at him. But the boys were uncomfortable. That's the thing that caught my eye. Wow. And so the next scene I saw is the little boy got on a treadmill. Now, the treadmill wasn't running. You know, he just, being a kid, Brush. he jumped on the treadmill. The man got behind him and he picked him up, brushed himself, his private areas on the boy's butt. To me, that's what it looked like. But he was picking the boy up, but he was too close for comfort for me. Mm-hmm. And he had his arms around the boy's waist like he was lifting him up to let him hold the treadmill bars. And, and the, the, Yeah, and he was brushing him. And the boy... Pulled away from him and ran up to his mama. The little boy. Yeah. So now that's I'm seeing all of this while I'm going through the wrecks. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Lord, I prayed. I said, Lord, please create a space for me to be able to go up to these parents and to say something. If it's your will. Right. Cause I'm like, I don't want to be the, the weird person. Hey, I'm not to tell you about this man, which, you know, right. I'm like, Lord, if it's your will, create the space. Mm. We went through the register. They went through another register and then we got to the door and it was pouring down raining. Wow. So here I am standing next to this mother and the guy and the other guy, they went to get the car. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Mm. I said, ma'am, I am a child protection um, expert. (laughs) I work and I train. I I said, I train parents to be aware of things happening around their children. I said, who is the man with you? Uh, She said, my husband. I said, no, the other one. She said, oh, uh, my uh, brother-in-law, he's their uncle. He just came into town. He just started staying with us just about a week or so ago. I said, well, I just want to say this and you can take it any way you want. I said, but I watched him try to engage and tickle and, and and play with your kids. I even watched him brush his private area on your son's behind. And I watched both of your sons pull away as if they wanted nothing to do with him. I said, so if I were you, I would keep my antennas up. And she just looked at me, of course, in shock. But my job was done. Yeah. And she turned around and she just hugged me and said, thank you. Wow. So maybe she had had some antennas happening and this Mm -hmm. was confirmation. Right. So I told you about the story of my uncle, but this one was one that helped me use my voice. Like I, cause I didn't feel comfortable Mm -hmm. saying things, Mm -hmm. but I was like, from now on, if my spirit says something and God creates the opportunity, I'm going to say something. So that one, and I feel like Lord, in my mind, I have saved two little boys Mm -hmm. (laughs) from a fool. Right. And so the other time is, and I really pay attention to this one. Um, when I am out and about and I see men sitting like, uh, by the playground, and they don't have a child. They don't have a child. And so Julian and I were in the playground, not in the playground. We were at the Mall of Georgia and they have a water fountain. And you know, the kids are running right. around and the parents pull the shirts off, you know, and these kind of people sometimes they like bare back, flat chests, they like children. Right. And this man was sitting there, just sitting there, and he looked like any moment he wanted to fondle himself. Oh my god. And Julian, I said, Julian doesn't have any children julian went over to the man oh well, what are you doing over here <laughs> and the man shook and he was like he said do you have any children over here he said i don't he said well you need to leave because wow. i don't need you watching my kids that's right and we didn't even have any kids right. so julian, that's think about and it. the man left and then we left and came back His he back. was out there so we went and got the officer and the officer I mean, he's back out there with the he's kids. Back out there sitting because that's that's their association. Awesome. They can't. They're drawn. That's why they say that pedophiles have to live a distance from children because they'll go and stand outside and watch at the playground. You know what I mean? Wow. So the we went and got the security guard, and the security guard went and talked to them him and made him leave. leave. Yeah, came back to us and said he did not belong here. Thank you for letting wow. us. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I'm saying that to say that, you know, we need to use our voice. So the antenna go out. Yes. And trust yourself, and be more aware. And, you know, like they say, if you see something, say Perfect. something, you know, confront and you may not always be right. Yeah. I mean, we don't know that we were right, right about the two. I don't know about the two little boys. I feel like I was, mm-hmm. you know. Cause I felt like his behavior was inappropriate with yeah, the was boys and the boys were uncomfortable. Right. So pay attention to your children. Pay attention. Yeah. Children and to prevent your neighbor, abuse. And your, neighbor's, and your, neighbor's, and your children. neighbor's children. Amen. Yes. To help prevent abuse. Yes. So that was a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. It is a lot. That is honest. Yeah. Um, and how much more we had to say, we talked about everything. Yeah. I mean, we can talk about it though. Yeah. We can, there's a lot to talk about There is that we don't talk about, but I hope that we're encouraging Mm -hmm. somebody to be, be more aware. Yeah. Um, because we're, we're just on the surface now, now we're getting ready to talk about things that happen because we don't say something. Right. You know, we don't acknowledge. We don't acknowledge. Yeah. Whew. anything else you want to say? Nice. Wow, I know. Wow. Right. Yeah, that took me back down memory lane. Yeah, now I have a bunch of stories in my head, mm-hmm. but we're not gonna do that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, my tenants are always up too when I watch when I see mm-hmm. uh uh men, especially. Mm-hmm. And who says that it doesn't have to be men, it can be women too. Yeah, because our current situation mm-hmm. and we know about is both the 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 mother and her pedophilic husband yes she yeah she expressed to me like why am I so concerned like she experienced sexual abuse and um th- we all survive and I also it's okay yeah she's no she mm. said I've I've experienced it and I've done it and we all survive. survived and I've done it? yeah yeah oh yeah. wow yeah yeah, that's why I said, well, these kids aren't safe. And that's why I have yeah. to call Child Protective Services. Because <laughs> who says that? Nobody says that <laughs> out loud. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Deep and heavy, man. Mm-hmm. So we talked about three types of ACEs, the three types of trauma, mm-hmm. the abuse, and there's neglect. Yeah. So, hmm when you look at the statistics on the website do you happen to have the website for for ace i know that we've been referring to them a lot but even if you don't family just check out you know the heading adverse childhood experiences and it should take you to some of the things that we're about to talk about cuz we we're pulling from the research that we've done on their page. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you want to go deeper, take a look. But when we talk about um, neglect, shoot, we've already started, you know, Mm -hmm. when you're not being aware of what your kids are watching on TV, when you're not uh, making sure that uh, you understand the environment that they're in, when you're not watchful as they're engaging with other people, we said this earlier, Neglect puts our children in positions um, that they don't fully comprehend, that they are unable to give consent to or an informed consent, and they're not developmentally prepared for. They're not old enough. It's our responsibility to protect them. One of the things I hated about uh, child protection trainings is that we were teaching children to say no, children to avoid It's not the child's responsibility. When we don't protect our children, we are neglecting our children. And one of my pet peeves right now in this dispensation is for our parents, and and I'm not throwing parents under the bus who are managing this well, but for our parents who are giving the kids an iPad and a phone, and that becomes their babysitter, babysitter, and they are being exposed to stuff. Uh, commercials even, because they do yes. adult and, and trauma yes. and sexual commercials. And then you have people that can get into your phone and engage your children. Mm-hmm. You, you just, you know, that's neglect. You know, and when you neglect a child, um, any child under the age of 18, mm-hmm. you are leaving them in a position where they can be exposed to uh, sexual act- activity that violates them. Yes. Um, and we are in a society where this is happening all around us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get mad at the child for being fast mm-hmm. or hainty, but we're not watching what they see, hear and think. Right. Right. We need to be more involved, man, because the statistics from the World Health Organization reports that three and four children or if we break that down, that's 300 million children mm-hmm. between the ages of two and four regularly suffer physical or psychological violence at the hands of parents and, and caregivers. Wow. And so that can look a billion different ways. And so we want you to be thinking about it and in our next sessions, when we start to talk about uh, parenting, we're going to be giving resources and also sharing about experiences that some of you have shared with us. But the other statistic is that one in five women or one in 13 men report having been sexually abused as a child between the ages of zero to seventeen years old. the age of zero. Zero. That means a baby. Yeah. You remember? Not the, even a year old. Not even a year old. Do you remember this traumatic season? This was just several years ago, where babies were being a baby was raped in the hospital, like a, a, a newborn baby was killed Jeez. because uh, the 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 male a male family member I can't remember. Sexually abused them as an infant. Wow, and and it killed them. Of course, yeah, and then and then you know so forth and so on. And remember, you know, my trauma goes back to two years old as a child. Um, Who knows? There are traumatic moments that I have that I'm exploring now that are even younger than that. Wow. So, you know, yeah. So we got to be more careful. And the reality of this is that most of this isn't reported. Right. And I mean, some of us don't even have the voice to know how to report it. Remember, we haven't been developed yet. And black and brown children, especially African American children, experience abuse like this at rates that are nearly double those of other children. Families living there, multi-generational families. Yes, Yes. So just something to begin thinking about. I mean, we can spend a whole lot of time talking about this, revisiting, you know, the idea of neglect, not meeting a child's basic physical, emotional needs, not providing food, health and clothing for them, not giving them medical care, just not just just these acts of commission or omission that we have to deal with. um, Understanding our roles as parents, Mm -hmm. if we don't work through some of this stuff, then we just find ourselves neglecting our children. And again, we know that in many of our black and brown communities, we have to work twice, sometimes three times more than others. And so we may have to use babysitters or services or social, you know, not social media or tools. Yeah, Yeah, social media, um, technical tools. But we're, we're not saying that you're bad for doing that. We're just saying be in tune to your children, as you navigate those things, you know, yeah. let me interject this. And yeah. This. Yeah. You know, my mom, um, as a senior, she is with an organization um, called Gen X. Mm-hmm. This is in Los Angeles. And she is a, a teacher's aide mm-hmm. for her classes, kindergarten. Mm-hmm. So mama tells me that most of the kids come to school, they don't even know how to hold a pencil. Wow. Oh, no, then, the, you know, the E, I, oh, you know, then yeah, the vowels. The vowels, mm-hmm. oh, they, they pronounce pronouncer uh, M. They mm-hmm. pronounce M like a W. Mm-hmm. Meaning that she was making a comment that these parents are putting these kids with the iPads in the front of it. They're not teaching the mm-hmm. kids colors or anything before they get to school. Before. So by the time you're five, you mm-hmm. knew some of that stuff. Exactly. You knew your colors. Yeah, yeah. You know, sounds. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, but they they don't even know how to hold a pencil. Nobody's holding a pencil now because everybody's on a everybody's on a pad and swiping. Yeah, that's so true. They don't even know how to write. Yeah, yeah. So that could be neglect. Yeah, it's 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 heavy. Yeah, like you always say, it's deep and heavy, man. It is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, deep and heavy. But here, one of the things that Ace, going back to it, adverse childhood experiences. One of the things that their site talks about is the need for uh, educating parents. Yes, yeah. so our parents have to be open. We mm-hmm. hope that you're open to the things that we're sharing with you. The other thing it talks about is how in our society, you can find certain jobs but they're usually at a certain pay scale right. where they have systems in place that uh, support parents. They have friendly family family friendly, friendly work yeah. policies. Mm-hmm. But we know that these jobs that many of our working class uh, family and friends have to give in the black and brown community, they don't have that those benefits. But we need to fight for more of that. So if there are opportunities for policy change, then people should um, use their voice. And and again, back to educating parents, just enhancing parenting skills can help prevent abuse and create space for healthy child development. Um, but yeah, <laughs> my <laughs> other pet peeve with neglect is <laughs> name calling, you know, I, I think that's not, a form of a neglect. I, not like that. I can't stand. I parents. can't get in trouble for that. Yeah. No, I mean, parents bring your stupid over here. You all, <laughs> you yeah. know, you are right. That's. You're yeah. neglecting your child yeah. instead Abuser. of pouring into your child and telling them yeah. um those things that are positive right. about them. You're name calling them. Yeah. So when they get out in the world, yeah, and someone else is name calling them, then they think it's normal. Oh, they do it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Funny <Final laughs> story. I was I was a, a school bus driver for a while. You probably heard this story. Mm. I drove for the Camp County and uh, it was anyway, long story. I was thinking it would be a great ministry, but honey, it didn't last because all <laughs> kinds of trauma happened on my bus, uh, from beats, kids fighting to cursing and everything. But I had this one girl now would get to my first bus stop, uh, at like maybe five 30 in the morning. Cause these kids were being transported from one region of town to another region of town. Right. And this kid would get on the bus every day and every other word was a curse word wow every other, and I would say i would try to phone her down uh nothing helped and I just said that's okay I'm gonna talk to your mom and she was like please don't talk to my mom she stopped for a little bit but she that was her language mm-hmm. and so one morning I got up early I said okay 5 30 I'm gonna get there 5 15 because I'm gonna get off the bus and go talk to this parent I went to talk to the parent and I said your daughter Every time she gets on the bus, she gets there with her friends and she uses the foulest of language. She was in ninth grade. I said, she's always cursing and I don't want that happening on my bus. I want, can you please talk to her? And the mama turned around to the girl and said, you be used. For, you, you, <laughs> I told you not to. I said, and I stood. There oh my like, God. I felt so bad. I said, she's only doing what she's yeah. to do. And I I, she was embarrassed. Yeah. And she did not curse on my bus again. Wow. And it wasn't because it was he realized that I was so embarrassed. Like, oh, my God, I was looking like, like, little girl, now I know where you get it from. I'm so sorry. You know, (laughs) I was in a beauty supply the other day, Saturday. And I had this lady just going off on her kids and just telling them everything. Just cussing them. And all in the store in public. Like, wow. not to them privately. Just Damn. in the public. And kept, like, going on and on and on and on and on and off. Like, what is she on? I was in the aisle. I didn't want to come out the aisle. Dang. I was like, well, is she going to stop? <laughs> and then, so I know the, uh, the proprietors were, like, mouth on the ground. Because, you know, that they're they they're Asians telling all the business yeah (laughs) yeah you know that that's a whole nother topic our desire to be seen but we're you were inviting negative you know attention to ourselves and that's that's but that goes back to some of this yeah why do we need that why do we want to be seen why do we want to be heard why all this negative attention Mm -hmm. if you know it's deep it's so deep Oh my gosh, so much to talk about. Yeah. <sighs> so does that bring us to our third um ace, yeah, yeah. which is household dysfunction. <laughs> we were just S- talking started- <laughs> about so yeah, one leads, into the other, leads yeah, to the other yeah, into indeed, the need, and they cross, they cross over. So, yeah, yeah so the function can be, yeah, a, a mental illness, you know, a parent yeah. with a mental health condition, yeah. or a sibling, yeah, yeah, or a parent getting treated violently, yeah. domestic violence, yeah, or even divorce, yeah, you know, parental abandonment through separation or divorce, yeah, so, or an incarcerated relative, mm-hmm. daddy. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, you know the other big one substance abuse yeah yeah those are all household dysfunctions yeah that affect us and that's neglect yeah and i think in some ways Mm -hmm. we've all been impacted by all of any any number of things or a couple of yeah 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 Yeah. i grew up with the substance abuse situation and I know that that traumatized me because coming home from school, people would say, I saw your drunk daddy mm. or "I he was in the hall laying on the ground, mm-hmm. peed on himself. I yeah. mean, I remember the trauma from that so badly that when we moved to Georgia and he moved down to help me with the boys, I came home one day and mm. he was outside. Mm. He had Probably who knows what sub, drug substance, mm-hmm. but I think heroin was his drug mm-hmm. choice, mm-hmm. but that and alcoholism really plagued his life. And he has a story yes. and I understand that, but I remember I came home and he was laid outside our door and the kids were out playing. I went back to being that little girl and I put him out mm. and it'd be, I mean, he, he eventually, you know, passed away after that, but that was the hardest thing but I said, I will not allow my kids to grow up with that same trauma, drama, yeah. and so that was a lot, and he yeah. was so hurt by my action, because he was a broken man, but mm-hmm. that substance abuse, man. Yeah, it, it took a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, It took a lot out of me, even in the home. Yeah, yeah. What well, about I, grew, you? I grew up with a um, uh, uh, household, remember being in prison, incarcerated for most of the time, mm. which is my stepfather. Yeah. He was in prison most of the time for at least 10 years of a time. Wow. And I remember him coming home. And time had passed by, like so much time had passed by. Mm. Like we had microwave ovens mm-hmm. and cordless phones. Mm-hmm. And I saw him. Wow. Just, saw him just tripping out. Yeah. For different things. Yeah. But yeah, that affected us because it affected my brother. Yeah, wow. Um been in prison mm. most of the time. Wow. Like a lot. But we used to go to the prison and see him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was an adventure. Yeah. That's that. a lot. Right. Yeah. I didn't grow up with a mental illness. Mm-hmm. But on my dad's side of the family, there's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just got to see when I visited. Yeah. Well, yeah. I got to see my mom in deep, deep depression and never have a name for it. Mm-hmm. And I talked about some of that early on, but, you know, she she just lived in a state of depression. Mm-hmm. And I think she, just like they say, a functioning alcoholic, she was a functioning person living with, with depression, depression, never wanting to take a me- uh, medicine, never wanting to name it. Uh, right. But you and I know yeah. that it yeah. caught up with her mm-hmm. later. But Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we mm-hmm. had mental illness in our family. Mm-hmm. So I had an uncle that, you know, was mentally ill. And I just watched how the family navigated mm-hmm. around that. It. It's just, we, did, we, didn't talk about we didn't talk about it. We didn't talk about it. We didn't address it. Mm-hmm. We didn't, you know. We <laughs> got hushed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, had somebody living in the back room. In the back room. In the back room. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I do. <laughs> I do.
1: And I living mean. In the back
0: room. And we, stuck stuck about it. and we didn't talk Every, about. And we didn't talk about. Every your it, friends so. come up. Everybody just knew. Yep. Everybody just knew. That's everybody just knew. knew. I think about our time, our life on Fifty Six. Yes. And how, yeah, we we didn't talk about. We it. Just didn't talk and, about. It. And the way that it was described was that, oh yeah, when she was young, somebody put something in her drink. Mm-hmm. It's like no, it's mental illness. Mental illness. If we we never wanted to name mental it. Illness. And not doing that, yeah. But we it loved her. her. Oh yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. But I think these aces are just saying these are things that leave children vulnerable to. Yeah, you know. Yeah, don't the trauma. With they, that could happen. That can cause trauma. Yeah, you yeah. know, living you know, under those conditions for us, live the time. Yeah, it does cause trauma. It does. Um, and if if we are living in these type of situations, uh, these behaviors that we are surrounded by, you know, they create this increased risk for a physical and mental health to happen to children um, and sexual abuse can cause children to find themselves in any of those places. Exactly. Uh, um, and, and because of, you know, because of that, they can find themselves Shifting their behavior and turning to alcoholism, smoking, drug use, high yes. risk sexual behaviors, unintended yeah. pregnancies, yeah. alcohol and drug misuse, not being able to just consistently go to work. Right. And I mean, I remember sometimes when I was dealing with my own trauma, when I was in therapy and having to deal with the reality of the impacts of sexual abuse, I remember like. I just can't go to work. I just can't go. And I think a lot of people have dealt with trauma and work is impacted by it, but they can't tell people that's the reason why. They call it taking mental health. Day. Yeah. Well, now we can. But yeah. they didn't have that back right. in the day. It's like you you don't go to work, you don't get paid, you don't mm-hmm. go to work, you lose your job, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. But all of these results come from um the being, you know, dealing with neglect dealing with household dysfunction and uh, abuse, all of that comes out of those adverse childhood experiences. These are some of the results.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: So we've got to prevent child maltreatment or child abuse before it's, we got to address it before it starts. Yes. You know, we've got to begin thinking about ways to build this, to build community around us, to find jobs that, to equip ourselves for jobs that will provide those kinds of resources and to be careful um, and to prevent as much risk as possible when we are placing our children in the care of other people. Definitely that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like you have to pause and breathe after thinking about all of this, because there's there's so many things to think about. Yeah. What would you say is, um, there's another result of uh, at first childhood physical experiences. or mental health, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. obesity, yeah, diabetes, yeah, depression, we name that mm-hmm. suicide attempts, yeah, STDs goes with the high sexual activity, uh, yeah, you get heart disease, yeah, cancer, stroke, stress, death, broken bones, yeah, yeah, just a lot, oh, the suicide attempts. Yeah. That's more and more now. It is. So that's how you know things are still going on that people are not addressing. Yeah. Yeah. Man. That's like higher than ever now. Yeah. People and young like, kids. Yeah. The kids, they're not even living their lives yet. Yeah. But dealing with all yeah. these adverse childhood experiences yeah, lead them to all this yeah. crap. They say about 61% out of all adults surveyed across 25 states reported that they had had at least one type of ACE before the age of 18. Yeah. So one of the three ACEs. Yeah. Adverse childhood experiences Mm -hmm. are impacting us on so many different levels. And if we could stop them by becoming more aware, being more active, setting boundaries, paying attention, to our children, yes. acknowledging our own trauma, yes. so that we can navigate it more effectively within the context of a family, we can shift some of these numbers. Yes, yeah, <sighs> man, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, so we're closing out this chapter, uh, dealing with uh, trauma and sexual abuse in the context of Black and Brown families. So yes. we. Encourage you to go to uh, the, the internet and do some research on adverse childhood experience or the ACEs. And um, yeah, yeah, this is very um, emotional. Yeah. It's very informative to me. Mm-hmm. And to think about how we discuss it and put it all into context yeah. and broke it down mm-hmm. to at least to the things that we said it led to, Mm -hmm. the physical or emotional, you know, health disparities Mm -hmm. in our community, Mm -hmm. the obesity, Mm -hmm. from trauma. Yeah. Not because your mama fat, not because your daddy fat, Mm you know? Yeah. That's deep. It is pretty deep. So I always think about this for our teachers who are listening. Um, We have a very, very good friend of ours who is a teacher. And oftentimes um, (laughs) we used to kind of go back and forth because I'm super empathetic and I'm always trying to look at the big Mm -hmm. picture. You know, like the girl on the bus who was cursing. I'm like, you know, we're going to go talk to the parent because there's got to be something else going on (laughs) and the parents need to deal with it. Well, we found out what was going (laughs) on. But for kids that are acting out, we're oftentimes, and even young women that we see acting out Out. sexually, how they dress. Uh, even adults who work and they act out with anger and frustration and and they don't make really good relationships on the job. We don't know their backstory. We don't know what their childhood experiences have been like. And and so in addition to protecting our children, maybe let's be a bit more loving and gracious to our sisters and brothers who are acting out, who are displaying some of the things that we've mentioned who are navigating through uh, alcoholism or, yes. you know, drug use or high-risk sexual behavior, even how they dress. Where does all that come from? On. What boundaries were set and I in think their childhood? That I see them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit more to it than the More than meets the eye, as yes, they say. Yeah. So it's a lot to for those of us who are believers is there's a lot of love to go around for our men women and Mm -hmm. children who are navigating um but first we've got to stop and take uh, assessment of ourselves of ourselves yeah and learn how to love ourselves get help get mental health care yes please it's okay get help yeah i believe in that yeah. So I'm gonna close us out. I hope this series has been very educational for our listeners. Yeah. Uh, we've been engaging with us. It's been engaging with us. Mm-hmm. Um I won't say it was fun, it was just deep and interesting. Mm-hmm. The more we learned, the more we had got dig deeper and deeper and deeper, and the more I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I assume that'll be the same way with what our next topic. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. Yes. But we say we might do a little pop-up discussion and go off of our schedule for a little bit. But we'll leave that, you know, kind of in the air uh, for our listeners, huh? Yes. 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 (laughs) That sounds exciting. She said what she said. <laughs> Believe what she said <laughs> when she said it. Yeah. We might have to go into that a little bit before we go to the next topic, but we'll see. Yeah. Lighten it up a little bit. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a deep and heavy subject. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you, family. Yeah. For sticking with us and listening to us mm-hmm. and engaging with us. Until the next time. We'll see you on righteous rambling. Love you, love you guys.